The Corey NFC podcast is kindly sponsored by Radio Taxis. Give them a call, 70353 709. They know the score. Hi, welcome along once again to the official Korean FC podcast. Uh, another week and, and almost the end of another month into January. Um, and needless to say, the, the Irish Premiership uh, continuing at a furious rate of knots. We're, we're into another three-game week. Um, first of all, at the head, at the outset of every programme, just a quick thank you to our sponsors, Radio Taxis, um, and for everybody else who who chips in and lends a hand. Um, right, okay. I mentioned that um, a three-game week. We uh, we were away at Cliftonville on Saturday, uh, a two-two draw there, and then obviously Tuesday night, home to Carrick Rangers, and a very hard earned 1-0 victory um Johnny when you look back two games four points would you would you have settled for that at the outset of the week of course you would obviously if you look at the the home stats I think Marshall put it up um teams home for me Cliftonville and Crusaders are the best two um teams at home so to get a point at solitude especially after being 2-0 down is is a good result sort of a weird game that one because I thought Cliftonville played better at two each than they did at nil nil, one nil and two nil. So it was sort of a weird game they, they sort of um they sort of describe. And then last night, um Carrick they're, they're a hard team to play against. You need to be very patient and obviously going down to ten men. I thought we were probably better with ten men, look more like scoring with, with ten players and Matthews yells really, really well. They they win the penalty and I was cheering when the penalty was awarded and you were telling me it hasn't been scored yet, but I fancied them, they they score it. So um yeah, look, it was that one 0 win probably and how we done it is better than one and three, four 0 in my opinion. Um they grind it out and a big credit must go to Marty Gallagher as well. Um look Saturday he made an error for the first goal and, and as Lyndon says, nine times out of ten, probably ten out of ten if a keeper makes a mistake, it's more likely to be going to the net. But his save from Carrick last night is honestly one of the best saves I've ever seen live. How he gets how he saves that, I I, I genuinely don't know. And Get so whilst people might think it cost us three points on Saturday, definitely saved us three points today or sorry, on Tuesday night. So, look, swings and roundabouts that's the, that's the life of a goalkeeper, and I'm really, really pleased for him. Yeah, uh, Matthew Shevlin, uh, penalty on Tuesday night, two goals on Saturday. That's him up to 22 goals for the season now, and he's admitted himself he's, he's had to reset his, his targets. I think he's he's over. Achieved what he had set out to do at the start of the year, and and really, I mean, Matthews in the form of his life, isn't he? Well, Matthew scored twenty two last year um, for the whole campaign, and he's now in twenty two to date. So, and we're only in, in January, so I don't know. Maybe his next target's thirty. He's pretty level headed, sort of fella. I think he'll probably keep his targets hitable, achieve or achievable, and then move on. And the way I look at it, when's the last time Corey had a striker that hit 30 goals in a, in a season? So that's a good target for him. Um, my only fear with Matthew, and, and I said this, he's is uh, maybe maybe a wee bit of fear of burnout because he plays in nearly every every minute of, of every single game and it's such a, a busy schedule. So it's probably nearly been a blessing we've been able to take him off in the last 10 minutes in the last couple of games, obviously with the busy schedule ahead. And at least now after we played on Ghana on Saturday, we've a, we've a full week until the cup final. And I don't think the schedule, or until the cup, um, Irish Cup game. I don't think the schedule's too bad in, in February. So, yeah, look, um, he's. I thought in the last half an hour last night, he was really, really good. I thought maybe the first hour things just maybe working out for him, but he held the ball up so well, won us so many good free kicks. You know, even against uh, against the likes of Jim Irvin as well, and he does really well for the penalty because so many times have you seen a striker miss a chance and then hold their head, hold their hands in their head, and and be raging that they missed it, but he done really well to get onto the rebound. <coughs> And and was in before the defender, and it was a it was a clear penalty. Okay, just final word on the Carrick match. The the red card, Jimmy Glacken, red card. Um, we've all probably watched the 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 video back about it. I don't think it's a straight red. I mean, what's your what's your thoughts? 
I don't think it's a red card. I genuinely don't even think it's a foul. He, he wins the ball. Um, yes, there's probably a wee bit of a follow through, but it's the momentum of, of the tackle. Um, it was on a booking, but he was given a straight red. Um, I don't. I know the cup bookings have changed. I don't know if it's the same with with, with red cards, whether he missed the Irish Cup game or not, or whether it's just going to be the three league games. I genuinely don't know. I don't even know if there's a facility in place to appeal red cards now in the Irish League. Um, so I will leave that up to people with, with more brains and, and intelligence than the than, than media. They, they sort that out. Well, we shall we shall keep an eye on that and, and maybe the club can appeal it and who knows. It, it seems to be the week of appeals as well. I mean, and the All-Ireland Football Final, they're, you know, Glenn Mahara finally get round to make an appeal and we'll wait and see what happens there too. But... Um, Corian against Carrick Rangers wasn't the only big game or the, the only big result this week. Uh, across the water, we had a, a what is being described generally as one of the biggest cup upsets in, in sport and in football for in it forever, I suppose you like to call it. Um, and one man who had a, a ringside seat, uh, I'm talking about Darville beating Aberdeen in the Scottish Cup and as I said one man who was there and had a upfront look at it is former Korean striker Jordan Allen and I'm delighted to say that uh, Jordan has taken time out of his celebrations this week to to join <laughs> us on the podcast I mean first of all Jordan I mean many congratulations Darvel uh, uh, beating Aberdeen as I said it's been described as one of the biggest upsets ever I mean what was it like just to be part of that um, well, first of all, actually, thanks for thanks for having me on, gentlemen. It's 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 a pleasure. Um, it's it's probably still quite surreal to be perfectly honest with you. Um, the media attention has been extraordinary, to be perfectly again to be honest. It's it's, <laughs> but I, I mean we've done media after games just like at Corain. There's media after games, but I've never done media after tours after a game. Do you know what I mean? There's just constant area. Um, just, just a flurry of messages. I think I had something like, I don't know, 80 WhatsApp messages, 300 Twitter notifications, something ridiculous, numbers like that. Um, and I, as I said, like, as you said, I didn't even, I wasn't even playing, I was on the bench. So um, as, as much as I, I'm happy to be involved, I'm, a bit, I'm still a bit gutted that I wasn't fully in, in, embraced and actually playing. But um, I listen, it is what it is. It's these things happen. I play. It's my third year at Darvel now, so I've played played most games every season. I took I took a month off in in November due to some work commitments and family. Um and I came back towards the end of December. So I've no I've been in and out of the team since then. Um, and obviously quite rightly goes on the left back who he's played all the way through the cup run, so it's only right that he plays in, in that game. So no listen, as I said, it's good to be it's brilliant to be part of and it's on every outlet. You've got Alan McCoy's talking about it in talk sport, you've got uh, like yourselves talking about it over here. Um, there's there's Spanish reporters tweeting their manager saying congratulations. I'm a Davo fan now. Things like that. So, listen, I understand it's good, but obviously on the flip side, the manager was quite difficult because I'm good when to see kind of everywhere. So, um, that's that's obviously the flip side. You could nearly change your name from Darvel to Marvel by the by the sounds no. of things here. Um, I mean, it really has put Darvel on the map, and and for anybody. Prior to this, who didn't know where Darvel is in Scotland? I mean, perhaps you could let us know a little bit about where it is and, and what kind of a club it is. Well, let me tell you something. I still actually don't really know how to perfectly explain where Darvel is. I'm not like you've been gone for three years, like I said. I still don't. It's still not easy for me to explain where that is. Um, so I explain it to the, It's 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 North Ayrshire, so it's just just below Glasgow. Um, probably about twenty to thirty minutes outside of Glasgow. Um, now the pyramid system in Scotland you start with the Premiership which I believe they're in then you've got Championship League 1 League 2 Lowland League and then there's an area of leagues below that that are like you would call it junior football over here I think someone on Twitter compared it to kind of like a Port Stewart kind of that that kind of league um, whatever league whatever league they may be in um, but with our league week, as you win our league you can progress to the Lowland League and progress through the leagues and the Darvel have been an ambitious club assigned to Darvel from League 1 in 2020 so um, they brought a full team up for the League 1 League 2 Championship players there's a bit of money in Darvel um, our chairman owns Browns Bakers so it's like they, they supply pies to Wembley and all those major kind of stadiums in Scotland so there is a bit of money in it um, and Darvel a very ambitious club so it's as I said to you before Damien it's not 
like 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 I said, it was with out, out with Darvel, I think everyone expected Aberdeen to win, but it sounds daft, but we kinda knew that that would maybe be the case with, with regards to the situation Aberdeen are in with the away form. We knew that our pitch is narrower than Aberdeen's, although it's a very, very good pitch. It's narrower. Um unlike Petodri, you're gonna have four thousand people, we can feel their breath in your neck. Do you know what I mean? They're right in front of the right round you, right around the ground. So um, there's that as well and obviously we know how we can play at home I think we're a bit nervous about what we do to teams happening to us like we, we tend to have lots of possession we pass the ball but we move the ball with straight teams but I just don't know if Valvo were expecting as I said it's so different like our stadium's doing behind a row of houses do you know what I mean it's not like it's, it's not like Petodri where you, you can see it for a mile away coming in you need to go down a, a wee track road to get to it and they're shutting off roads to get buses in, so it was probably it was it was uh, it was something that was, they were out of their comfort zone anyway, is what I'll say to you. But um, no, listen, there's all sorts going on, so aye, it's carnage. I, I mean, I'm gutted because I didn't even realise it was on BBC Scotland, yeah. or else I would have watched it. I mean, Johnny, you're a, you're a fan of, of Scottish football or a Scottish club, for example. Uh, did you did you watch it or did you see any of it? I was flicking through. I was flicking through that and and the Fulham Spurs game, and I seen that Darwell scored an early goal, and it was one 0 and I put my phone away, just thinking, ah, I'm sure. Just being totally honest, I thought you know, Aberdeen are because right. they had going too well in the league, uh, and they've been under pressure. I think they could beat five 0 by Hearts the previous Tuesday. Yeah. I just thought you know they'll be coming back, and as the game went on, it was not, it was still one 0 still one 0 still one 0 and then Aaron takes me. He's like, this Darwell match is mad. I think they're going to do it. And then I took <laughs> over and, and they won. So, yeah, look, cup football, anything, anything can happen. And when you read back on everyone, it's probably the biggest shock in, in, you know, in, in Scottish Cup history. I think somebody said it's like, I think somebody compared it to England. It's like Chester beating like Man United. Right, Chester, beating, Chester beating Spurs. So, it's, it's you're right. <laughs> we, we scored early on and, and we had a fair share of possession towards that point. Um, it, it wasn't like we were under the cost all the time. Aberdeen really didn't create as many problems. Don't get me wrong; they had their, their chances, and and I've seen, I've seen obviously from where I was standing, I couldn't see the man running. I just I'm shouting for offside, so he's up the lines was geared offside, but he's so far onside for their goal. It's it's shambolic, but that's about a luck you get. So. Um, Aye, it's, it's, it's what we needed at the time. And as I say, I don't think... It wasn't like we were hanging on. 1-0 one, one, no, one, no wasn't like we, we've, we've scored and camped in. It wasn't the case. We, we still played out. We still tried to create chances. As I said, Aberdeen had a fair share of chances. Um, but we managed to hang on. Thankfully, our, our, our keeper's one of the best out with the Premiership anyway. So, um, aye, Chris, he's brilliant. So, no, it's, listen, it's good. It's, it's brilliant to be a part of. And as and I, I said, the media, the media attention's a different level. It really has, but you know, I'm, you say <clears throat> about the media attention. One bit of media that I did see, and I'm sure plenty of people have seen it, is the little video of your manager and his pre-match team talk, and that seems to have gone yeah. viral. Um, and that and that backs up what you're saying, Jordan. That you as a group had a belief that you could get a result, and you can see that when the manager's given his address. So, Michael, um, for the first year I come in here, Michael's always been passionate about building. He's not trying to build a team season by season. He's trying to build some sort of project that, that, that the team's together on. A bit like what Oren does. He brings us together as, as a family, more looking after each other. So if I've ever got any problems, I would go to the people in that change room first. So that's the kind of ethos we've got there. Um, they're all really good pals. We all hang about each other outside of football. All our families can interconnect as well. So... Um, that's that's what Mick's been building since I since I got there, um, and it, that that team talk. Although it sounds incredible to everyone around it and everyone who watches it, that's that's a weekly thing for us. That's that's how he gets the best out of us. Um, and and listen, it's just it's like he's a credit to the club. He's a credit to himself. Um, he's he's one of the he's one of the best managers I've worked with in terms of again somebody or and getting the best out of man management. I'm not the managers who are good tactically, who are good good motivators but in terms of managing people and knowing the right ways to get the best out of people um, he's, the, the two of them are kind of in a parallel uh, <clears throat> Did you see it Johnny yourself and that, I mean maybe would would Owen allow you in someday to do a wee video of him doing a team talk 
I did see it, um, but I don't think uh, we'd be allowed in the change room. It's funny you mentioned that because I was chatting to the Wingy Murphy before the game on, on Tuesday night, and I said I'd love to be in the change room on Orange in a team talk. Um, luckily enough, I've been in like a conference room before Europe when he's given like a pre pre match <laughs> team talk. If that makes sense. Yeah, and they're very good and very meticulous, and they leaves nothing they no not no stone unturned. But no, I, I seen it, and you know he just. If that was my manager, I'd run rings around the pitch for him and go through people for him and you know, and that and if you can get up for a cup tie against Aberdeen and anyway, never mind the manager coming out with, with yeah. stuff like that. You're you're never going to be up for, for a game of football. No, no, just I was gonna say like, it's, it's different for us because as I said, <laughs> we see that every week, right? But then you've got three guys, one guy holding a camera, one guy holding him, and then somebody holding like the, the big long cable for the camera. So like, I'm trying to look at the gaffer because obviously eye contact's a big thing for him as well. But there's a guy with a camera standing in front of me, and at one at one point, obviously that you only see a minute and forty seconds. Of that that went on for about five minutes, right? It was a whole there was a whole period to that, and at one point the camera's facing it, it's facing right on me, right? But I'm trying not I'm trying not to look at it, so I'm looking about the changing room, but at the same time he's looking at me. So there's all these different I'm looking at all these different people, so it must look in that camera that. Like, I've got some sort of like fidget problem because I, I'm not sitting still, do you know what I mean? But I'm trying not to look at it. So, thank God they never showed that. It was a bit awkward. But, um, no, listen, it's funny. You've got people coming out of change room. Stephen Thompson, who done the, the kind of pre-match show, played with two of the boys, two of my pals, Ross and, and Thomas. Um, so, he's in, obviously, trying to interview them before. I don't know if you've seen it. Or not, like, he's getting them interviewed. But we're all getting changed. Like, we're trying to get ready for the game. And so you've got boys walking about naked behind this guy on BBC Scotland Live. You know what I mean? It's, it was carnage. It was absolutely carnage. But listen, it was good. So, um, and it's something that will live with me forever. To be honest, the whole occasion, if we start to finish, will be, I'll be with me forever. But it, it's so good just to get an insight into the change room like that because <clears throat> very, very, very seldom do you ever get that access as media just to see what goes on. And it, it is great to see you know, a manager team talk or interviewing players before they go out, etc. etc. It's, it's a great insight, as I said. But I'm just wondering, because obviously it was a, a massive shock and a great day or night for Darville. Um, I'm just wondering, how did Aberdeen take it? Because obviously it's been hard for them and, and their manager, Jim Goodwin's under pressure now as well. He's had bad results. That didn't help on Monday. Um, I mean, how were they after the game? After after the goal went in, they started booing um, the, the players every time they went to the ball or something, kind of like, trying to create chances, there's no booing off. Half time, so there's 4,000 Aberdeen, well, not 4,000, so there's 4,000 fans in total, so there's about 1,500 Aberdeen fans at the back end, close to their dugout, so they're, they're shouting on at the park, which is obviously they're booing and stuff like that. Um, but then full time came, I can see I turned around, obviously, so I've ran on the park and I turned around. And they're up on the barriers and they're screaming, pointing, shouting at Goodwin. So, to be fair, they McCoy shook everyone's hand. And then Matty Kennedy um, came into the change room and shook everyone's hand. So, that's that's fair play to him. And I've seen his, his post-match interview and, and he was he held himself very well in terms of trying not to speak about Aberdeen and more about how well Darvel done. So, I appreciate that for him as well. It's, it's, that, that speaks more about Jim than, than anything else. But he'll be under some serious pressure. Um, obviously, being a manager of Aberdeen, you need to win games. So, um, that's... That'll be an issue with him and the fans, and and listen, I hope he keeps his job. We don't want to see anyone out of job, but it just they need to they need to start winning. It it is tough, Johnny, isn't it? Like you know, I'm sure teams that we support have been on the end of cup shocks as well, and it says a lot that the management of Aberdeen are able to come in and <clears throat> take their beating hard as it is, and, and and to pay tribute like Jim Goodwin did pay tribute more to Darville than to sort of look at his own team's shortcomings. Yeah, I think obviously if Jim came out and gave excuses, I don't think it would have went down too well anyway. And I think you have to give no. a lot that they 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 the Darvel boys for for obviously beating beating the full time, you know, top flight team and well, like it wasn't too long ago that Aberdeen were finishing third in the league and playing in Europe. So exactly. Um so yeah, you have to tip your cap off to them and, and everyone else. And yeah, look, he's gonna come under pressure. Um like any manager would obviously if your league form isn't good either and at any rate the Scottish Cup too and Expectations are probably still high at Aberdeen, despite obviously you know Rangers yeah. just going for everything. So, yeah, it's it is a shock. Um, the league form hasn't helped them either. You know the fans you know, are, are on his back too, and yeah, it probably couldn't, it couldn't have been a worse result for him. It was in the hind end oh. there because 
it like as I say, league form wasn't good. If he had beat Darvill in the cup, everyone would expect that anyway. But obviously, did Len lose that? Um, sort of adds fuel. They they are they are really big fires. So no, I agree, hundred percent. You think that's a it's a lose lose day kind of game? It's, it's the same fucking hour level when you go to kind of teams blow that if you don't win substantially, it looks like a failure. If you do win substantially, then you're expected to. And if you don't win at all, then it's a it's an upset. So it's it's not a great situation to be in. <clears throat> and what about? Um, the draw for the next round. Did you get a decent reward, obviously, for beating Aberdeen? How did you fare in the next round? We've got Falkirk at home again, so Falkirk are League One, but they'll bring the full time, so they'll bring a kind of few thousand fans, and we think it'll be on the TV again. So potentially at a Saturday, the early kick off at half twelve, with the late kick off at quarter to six. Um, but again, if we win that, then we're in the quarterfinals of the Scottish Cup. So. Um, <laughs> And then if we that depending who we get there, you obviously if you win the quarter final game, then you're you're at Hamden for the semi final. So um, it's it's unfathomable the new and it was when we started. We got to that stage last year and got put out by a broth. Um, to go one step further is always great, and we fancy ourselves against Falkirk, especially at home. But, but as I say, the funny thing is, like you've got like mixy this after. Pardon me after the game. Um, Aberdeen, I've got to go to Hibs on Saturday and we've got to go to Arthur. So, do you know what I mean? There's, there's that kind of comparison. There'll be 20 or 1,000 people Easter Road on Saturday. It'll be lucky if there's 1,000 at ours. So, um, it's it's that kind of comparison. Um, but again, I said before the game, I said after the game, it's a game of football. So, as long as there's 22 men on the pitch, it can happen. It's brilliant, isn't it? I mean, Johnny, it really is a dream, as Jordan's saying. You know, if you say you beat Falkirk, all of a sudden, you're really starting to dream, aren't you? Especially, especially at home tie as well, and they'll fancy themselves at home um, against Falkirk too. And I think Falkirk are League One now. Um, I know they used to be in the SPL a few years ago, so yeah, they'll fancy that one. And, and who knows? And who knows? You maybe get a trip to Parkhead or Ibrox in, in the quarter final if they get through. And to go there would be a fantastic yeah. award and an achievement for the for the cup run that, that you've had. And you know, you mentioned there, even you know, even for Hamden in the semi final, but you probably you probably have to, you know, back yourselves to, to try and get there. There's not much point going into a game with, with a with a beaten attitude. That's what it reminds me of Korean. I think we beat Maribor um in Europe and then our next game was a friendly away to Limavadi. So you went from uh, no disrespect to Limavadi, but you're going from the top really to, to the to the, mountain, to the mountain bottom. So um but yeah, look, three points is what you'll be going for on Saturday and it's that'll show how that'll show how well you how good your manager is if he can give you from the high of, of beating Aberdeen to, to play after me on, on, on Saturday. I say the funny thing is as well that like Michael's my Michael's my business partner now, so we, we both have a business together and I've not seen him for two days since he's no he's just he's been out doing interviews with Sky Sports, BBC. I've not seen him for two days. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Usually we meet in the office. Ah, he's not been here so I uh, so I don't I don't know where he's like, been. He's doing all these interviews. So I like your style going into business in the business with your manager. I like that. <laughs> it's, it has its pros and cons. Don't get me wrong. Um, it's it's good because obviously we've got a good relationship and we're tight with each other. And but it's <laughs> see, trying to talk about football. And obviously, the people that work for us. How did you go on a Saturday? And if I've not played well or I've not played, and you can see him going like this, trying not to talk about it, and I'm like that. Ah, don't talk about it. I've not played or whatever. Then it's it's difficult that way. But no, listen. I respect the decision that he's got hard decisions to make. He's a team full of really really good players. So then people some some weeks are not happy, and I try to make it as easy as I can for him because I understand it's it's hard, and he's helped me quite a lot as well through my personal life. So um, I've got a lot of time for him, and I've got a lot of respect for him. And um, I it's just it's good to be. I'm honoured to be a part of Davos. I've been there like, not at the start, but Mick was there a year before um, I got there, and then. Um, obviously, I signed with a lot of players and the players I've played with, and, and the bonds like nothing else. Well, Kareem was good for me, obviously, with the bond. And as I said, like, all the players helped me through different times, like Lyndon and, and like Adam and loads of different boys there, Skinner and everything. But it's just because I'm so close to home here, it's it's a lot, it's, it's different in that way. And, and obviously, as I said, we spend time each other outside of football, like most clubs do, but it's just a different way here. Mm. And, I, and obviously, Darvel, you've had quite a few clubs, I, I think. Looking at it, I think you started at Dundee United, Jordan, yep. and then you've obviously had quite a few few clubs. But I, I was reading as well, just when you were Dundee United, and I think you um you've maybe spoke previously about the example Andy Robertson knew you would have been at Dundee United, and you've used him as a, a good example of how yep. in football maybe things don't always work 
initially, but you just keep at it and 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 you get on, and that's exactly what happened to him. And I mean, that's, he's a great a great example, and, and probably a, a friend of yours still. Oh, Robo, surely. At the time, obviously, Andy came in for Queen's Park and he was he was the first team I was in the youth team. And at that time, I was still a striker. Like, I'm a left-back now, but he, I was still a striker, although I'd previously played left-back like, in the youth team for Dundee United. So always like kind of looking towards that position as potentially an option for me now. Um, I don't speak to Robbo anyway as much as I used to when, I, when he was at Dundee United. Obviously, he's got things going on in Liverpool. He's one of the, <laughs> one of the best left-backs in the world. So... Um, he's not going to. He, does he keep in contact with? Do you used to speak to? I understand that, but no. Listen, in terms of, in terms of believing in yourself and 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 knowing that you've got ability to do whatever you want in football, then that's there's, there's no better kind of. There's no better kind of person to look at in, in terms of release for Celtic, Queens Park, straight to Dundee United, Hull, and Liverpool. Do you know what I mean? He's captain Liverpool, won a Champions League, took his team to the Euros. So, um, listen, he's. He's a, he does a lot of charity as well. He puts on free football camps over here and stuff. So it's I think he's, he's he's a great example. He's obviously the national team captain. So um, no, I, as I say that I used to have a good relationship with Robbo when he was at Dundee United. Him and, and a few other boys like you still kind of sometimes speak to John Shooter who's at Rangers now. Ryan Gold, Vancouver Whitecaps are all all still kind of they're all kind of closer. But no, listen, it's it's a good example to look at, and it's always about backing yourself. So. Um, I, I can't. I, that's that's probably the best example I've got in, in terms of that. And it's like as I said, your career, you, you've had a, a number of clubs. I guess that's the life almost of a footballer at times as well. As a pretty, it can be a nomadic experience too. And I'm just thinking back. I mean, going back to your time at Korea, I think you initially came on loan from Derry City around 2016, 2017. Um, yeah. And Kenny was in charge of Derry City and on Orn obviously being his son-in-law, then you ended up coming to Corey. And I'm just I'm just thinking because you were you were obviously a lot younger then. You were probably in Derry coming to Corey. And I'm just thinking, you know, what, what was your first impressions when you when you rocked up at the Korean showgrounds and met Orn and the players, etc.? So before we start, Mayor Clubs in Tiger Woods, somebody said to me the other day. It's <laughs> a bit embarrassing. Um no, it's, it's, I, no, I didn't say that, Jordan. You know, to be fair. <laughs> no, I think I think part of the reason is I didn't really know what position I wanted to play. I kind of bounced about between being a striker and, and being a left-back the whole time. Um, when I went to Derry, again, I was a striker, competing with Rory Patterson, which is the levels Rory gets, he's, he was phenomenal at the time, so you can't really complain with that. When I came to, Corey, when I came to the showgrounds, I, I remember I came to my Paddy, so we'd come up to watch a game before I knew I was signing, but I wasn't going to sign the week after, so I come to watch a game. And as far as I'm aware, I was I was really impressed with the kind of setup. And and at that time, it was obviously a grass park, so um, the pitch was still in good nick, though. So the changing rooms were still it was all good. There was a wee gym I was happy being able to go to as well. So no, listen, it was it wasn't as far after the brand as as I probably naively expected it to be because obviously you get different leagues and it was part time, so um, it wasn't as as far away for that as I thought. Um, but no, listen. It's it was it was probably a, it was a good move for me in terms of football mentality for myself. I could have went to I think there was a few teams in the Irish League and there was a few teams in obviously South Island League. But I had to move away down to Dublin and stuff, so I wasn't keen on that. I was happy staying in Derry, trying to chase a clothing brand and stuff like that at the time. So um, no, listen. It was good. It was it was really it was really it was probably the right thing for me to do at that time. To drop to part time again and, and see what I could pursue. I mean, Johnny, do you recall Jordan arriving? Because obviously you work closely in the media, social media at the, at the club. Do you remember Jordan arriving and, and, and what he was going to bring to the club, as it were? Yeah, I think that was the first season I had really started um, controlling all the social media and things. That was January 2017 or summer of 2016 yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. I remember the, the goals against Balmina, the, the two years <laughs> And the header at Windsor and stuff like that, just different things, obviously. Um, at at at, at your head, sorry. And then I remember, was it January? I think you were, I think you were talking maybe going, and then you stayed at the end of the season and everyone else. So I, oh, listen, you remember all that <laughs> story flood back. And funny, the thing I always remember was you were doing really, really well up front with Skinner, and then Skinner broke his ribs against the post. He did. I punctured his lungs. Um, and that really broke up the because you used to start to form a really, really good partnership. That was good. He, he joined that January. And then used to, and then obviously we went on on beating Rum and got the cup final and, and, and qualified for Europe. And but I remember Skinner yeah. at the two posts and because used two were doing really really well together. And, and then obviously, I think, 
I think Val, I mean, I'll, I'll always live with me. Uh, it was it was it was special just because of the two goals, but it was also special. My family were there for for the first time, and I think it was a couple of months. So my my mum, my dad, and my of our best friends, my sister didn't make it that time, and my of our best friends had come over. Um, and it was I uh, was surreal, obviously going on, and I think it was eighty four. I come on, I had scored the week before against was it Glenavon or Glentoran? I can't remember. What, I think it was Glenavon, and I scored. Again, 89, and, and I thought I need to try and make an impact here. And the first goal was the one that Chris John launched long and the keeper came running out and knocked it around one side of him. And then the guy comes sliding across, and I chopped in and just put it in. And then I thought we've got a chance here. And then the second one, it was honestly, it must have been about two minutes after kickoff. And Jamie fires it across the front, and I thought I just need to try and get something on this year. And then all I remember after that is Jamie trying to grab me, getting hauled to the ground by. I have no idea who it was, and then there was just a pile up of people. Remember watching it back in BBC. I don't I've ever seen. I actually don't think Oren Kearney's ever run as fast as that in my life. Maybe in the Irish Cup final, but the pace that man picked up going along the line to jump on top of this man, that was that was exceptional. That's it. You know the thing is, Jordan, you were probably only at Korean for a very small, a brief yeah, time. It was brief, but, yeah. But but listen, right, you're still regarded here with great fondness, bit of a cult <laughs> hero, and. When you look back at it, right, you score two against Balamena, you score the winner against Linfield to get a first win over Linfield in something like seven years. Uh, you know, it, it, that's how you reveal yourself to, to club supporters, isn't it? I mean, unbelievable what you did. Uh, Linfield was, was extra special. That, that is that is one of my favourite. I know I asked me the best goal you ever scored. And it's not in terms of technical, probably best goal I scored, but just in terms of the situation. I had it was New Year's Day. Um, I had options to go to St Mirren at the time. I was coming back to go and trial with St Mirren and Stranraer and a few other teams, and I, I really, really wanted to stay. So I don't know if a lot of people know this story. So I come, I come back, and I wasn't, I wasn't meant to start. I think Jamie McGonagall was meant to start, and and I knew that it would probably be one of my last games with with uh, with, with Corrine and um, Jamie wasn't well. So I said to me, listen, I'm going to play you. And um, I just went out and said, "Listen, there's got to be a last game. Enjoy it." And I think I think I can't remember who it was. You sent off kind of early on, but that that gave us a lift. And then obviously the goal and, and hanging on after that. And then Norton come in and said to me, "Listen, if you're going to play like that every week, then then we'll sing you at the end of the season." So I was like, "Obviously." So um, no, but listen, getting to the Irish final and that cup journey and, and the run and everything was was exceptional as well. Linfield to get. To give you a kind of an insight into how much that goal means to me, my, my granda is my granda's ninety five now, so at the time he'd have been eighty eight or eighty seven at the time. Um and he always watched my games, watched my highlights and stuff like that. So there's a big massive frame. I got my for his nineties, there's a big massive frame in his front room and it's got a picture of me celebrating the goal, it's got my strip framed and it's got the boots I wore framed and it's all in the same frame. So that's how much that goal still means to me. It's uh, still in a picture signed in my house. There's there's pictures over my mum and dad's house of the, the cup final, um, the, the suits for the cup final and, and all the banners and the TFOs and stuff like that. So um, Corrine still, still holds a, a big place in my career and my heart. And um, anytime I'm back, if I'm, if I'm ever back over, I would 100% be coming down to a game. I know a lot of people I spend time with there are still there. Winky, obviously Oren's back. When Oren came over here, I, I spent a few days with Oren there, but met him for a few coffees stuff like that to see how he was doing so we've still got a good relationship with him um, and obviously Trevor and stuff like that everyone everyone in the backroom staff so yeah it'd be good to go over and see everyone um, I know some of the boys are still there Lyndon Kane you double testimonial probably at this point um, <laughs> but, uh, but no listen it's, um, big Dougie as well do you know if Dougie's still there I think he is involved in some way uh, coach uh, so there you go so even big Dougie I remember we went to Albufuera don't forget that either anytime soon. Um, that was challenge. Oh my god! Um, for somebody that doesn't drink here, I still don't drink, and I didn't that time. And my god, man! Um, <laughs> I would drive you to drink. Listen, there's no podcastable anyway. I'll tell you that. So, <laughs> um, what, what happens in Albafair stays in Albafair. Oh so, not even anything, not even anything, and I see the way it was just after for three days, man. So, um. And that was it was good. But no, listen, as I said, I went on quite a journey after Corrine, to be honest. Again, not a lot of people know that. When I left Corrine in, in June, because I'd said to Owen, listen, it was, we didn't know where we stood and he didn't know how much his budget would be. I understood that had they played up to lead up to the final. So 
Um, it was a case I did, did I want to stay over there, come home and be part time close to the family. So I actually went down to Bray on trial for three days, and then that was about the time Bray went bust. So I have no idea how, but my agent phoned me. I end up in Malta for three weeks, <laughs> training with <laughs> training with Valletta. So Valletta were like going for the European. And I'm, I was just ending up over here, but there's another Glaswegian boy there, so it was wasn't the worst thing. I was staying with him, but. That was meant to it. was that you could travel from one side of the mall to in forty five minutes. So that was uh, it was uh, it was carnage and funnily enough the team we played in the frame were called Hibernian. So it was a total whirlwind of about three month period. I come back to Dumbarton and then Stan Albion Elgin Stan Albion and then funnily enough I went to Stranraer in two thousand and nineteen. We played Corey in a friendly at Stranraer. So um it was good to see all the boys then. I think these beats two one. But no, it was good to see all the boys. So listen, it's been uh, it's been total total whirlwind of career. I'm 27 now. I was 20. I was a 22 when I went to Corin. So um, yeah, it's been different. Yeah. <clears throat> how come you went from a striker to a left back? This is what I want to know. So I was a left back before I went to a striker. So I was a left back and I was a wee guy um, up to about 12. I went to Dundee United at 12. I was I was taller than everyone. Obviously, I've got a big head, so that helps as well. That makes me look a wee bit taller. Um, so. I was taller than everyone, and um, they put me in the centre mid in my first game, I think I scored two, and they thought we'll just fire him up top and let people just run into him, so that kind of stuck for me until I was 18, 19, and then after that, I was, I guess, I found out it's probably another word, because I had my times when I was good, but I just didn't really like playing my back to goal, I'd rather be facing goal, and, and left back, I was always kind of just naturally good at progressing with the ball, and I was naturally a good defender, so um, I went back to left back with Elgin, we were playing a Scottish Cup game against them, Barton, and our left back was cup tied. He was on loan for Martin or something, and um, I went back to left back, and I played every minute, well, just about every minute of every game since. So, um, I, as I say, them, it just feels natural to me to be there. Whether it's left back or left wing back, um, it's, it's natural for me to be there. There has been a few occasions where they've just thrown up top in the last couple of minutes. Probably not worked, they'll not like you, um, but. It's a uh, I left back's natural for me and 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 I think it's uh, it's where I should have been all along to be honest with you. But again, I wouldn't have the care I had if I'd have been there all along. So um, I'm 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 not in any way to get that. When when are you going to arrange the pre-season friendly between Korean and Darvo? We want to know. Listen, listen, I'm I could probably sort that. I'd like to sort that. Do you know? Whether well, you're on a way trip or we went on a way trip. Um, We'll meet somewhere in the middle. We'll just go down to England and ask for a stadium down there if you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, a two a two legged friendly. Uh, we'll do that's what we'll do. Uh, we'll, do a t- we'll just make a cup of college or a cup ring. We'll just paint two game bro. Um, the, the, the problem is, Jordan doesn't even know where Darville is. How the hell are we going to find it? <laughs> hard to, honestly, it's hard to explain. Uh, uh, it's not even anywhere I could say that like, in between because not a lot of people know where their places are either. So it's it's ah uh, uh, you're about twenty minutes outside of Glasgow. If that helps you, well, that'll do. We'll, we'll we'll find it. I mean, it, it's it's good to hear you talking about because that Korean team that you did play in, I suppose, really, when you look at it, that 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 was the start of like the last five, six, seven years yeah. where Korean are consistently challenging now. Um, yeah, yeah. They're they're in finals of cups. They're winning cups. They're qualifying for Europe. They're competing again this year in the in the top half of the league. I mean, it's quite. Remarkable, Jordan. I suppose when you look at the likes of a Korean, you know what the difference is between part-time and full-time football because you've yeah. experienced both. So for Korean to be like a part-time team and to be still challenging the bigger full-time team here, it's some achievement, isn't it? It's absolutely, absolutely, it's exceptional. Um, obviously, that's down to um, the manager. The manager does a great job. I've always had held Oren in, in, in high esteem for myself in my career. Um, he was brilliant with me, but. That's not just down to him. I think obviously the togetherness with the players, players being there for that length of time, like Lyndon, Lyndon, sorry, um, and then obviously like Adam and, and even players gone like Jamie as well. Like Jamie's had a great career since he left, but even Jamie was there, a young boy. And, and the thing is, many young boys, I was older than the young boys. I think Lyndon was fucking, I don't know, 17 or something when I was there. So <laughs> I don't know, right? But even then, he was so experienced at the time. Do you know what I mean? He was, and that's, that's half the battle. Like, you know yourself. I've probably done it as well. Young boys in it full time football. Think they're Ronaldo, so they're going with their wash bags and all that. And whereas <laughs> part time football, you're just in and you're going to work the next day, so you're straight back down here. So I think that builds a better character for football players. If I'm honest, 
So um, I think I'm actually kind of surprised that Corey aren't full time just now, but I understand that there's a big outlay for for the chairman and the club, and then it's a lot of kind of it's a lot of task involved in that in terms of day to day runs of the the club itself. So um, like your land coming out of nowhere. Um, actually, you could probably <laughs> you could probably kind of put Lam and Darvo in, in the same not the same bracket because Lam are full time, but see the way they've been given money to invest. Similar to Darvo, but on a like kind of small scale. So um, obviously I'm, I'm aware that Linfield are full time. Glen Torrin because my friend Paddy plays the game. Um, a few boys I know for here have went to land Sean Warren and, and Andy Ryan. So um, listen, it's the, the league's obviously progressing in a way that it should progress. I believe your teams will be able to challenge South Scotland teams by any means now. So um, no, listen, it's good for all kind of football parties in Ireland that that that. That the clubs are going full time in the Irish League, and I don't think it'll be long before more and more clubs do it. Um, but it's just it'll be a detriment to other clubs. Some clubs will not be able to keep up, and that'll just be that'll be that. <clears throat> That's the problem, Johnny and I. We've talked, haven't we, Johnny? Just that the, 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 the stronger clubs will get stronger, and 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 the, the week, and you can almost see that. <clears throat> excuse me, at the moment, and the the Premiership table, like the top six teams, there's a massive gap starting to develop between the top six and the bottom six, Johnny, isn't there? There is, and, and that's why you probably have to give Corey and, and Cliffville a, a little bit more credit because because, because they are part time and and as well as this, and I say this all the time too, it, it shows you the trust that the management and, and, and staff have with, with the players at those two clubs that they're making up the difference between the part time and full time. Obviously, whenever they're they're by themselves on a Monday night or a Wednesday night, but they, they maybe doing an extra gym session themselves or you know taking themselves over. So. Yeah. Yeah, look, I think obviously Lauren have a big advantage where they obviously have houses and they can put players up. And sure, we had Ben on the podcast there a few weeks ago, and and obviously they've got Sean Want there now, as Jordan said, and they signed as, as mate there, as in from from Hamilton. So, yeah, um, but well, the other stretch, you know, the influx of players from Scotland, England will only improve the standard of the league too. And you know, it's, it shows you how well Corey are doing and and that they're they're still up there challenging, and and we've plenty to look forward to between now and, and the end of the season. Jordan, when you were Korean, I mean, did they have a house for you? What way did that work? No, no. So um, I get launched at a dairy house. Pardon me, dairy had me in. Um, and I'm, <laughs> because I was good pals, luckily, with Patrick McLean and, and James and stuff like that at the time, I managed to move into a house in Craigan. So I just managed to do that. And, and no, I didn't have a house in Korean. I was happy travelling with wee Jackie and stuff. So um it was it was good. Listen, it was uh, I said I have no complaints with time, no regrets. It was it was a it was a really good time of my life. Now I've I've got obviously I'm still with my same the same missus. I've got a, a daughter now and we've we've got a house over here and, and it's things are good, things are looking up. So we've just beat Aberdeen and Life's good. Around. Yeah, right. I mean it's just it's all part of that football thing and yeah. you as you said, probably your time at Korean helped to just make you the person and the man that you are now and you had a great time and you had a great relationship with the Korean fans too as well they, they kind of took you to their hearts didn't they? I agreed I thought it was a wee bit muddy waters because of the relationship I had and with with James at the time and, and, and the clothing brand was kind of centred around Derry and, and, and James's relationship with that and I didn't know how it would be I didn't I wasn't sure but listen it, they took me in straight away and I think they realised that I wasn't any either side of that kind of Battle that nobody really wants to talk about, which is fair enough. So I, that's the best way to put it. And I, I, listen, I was I was more than happy for for the, the way they welcomed me, and they could have made it hard for myself, and, and they didn't. So um, I owe that to the fans constantly, and they were great with me. They were always great with people that I brought over as well. So anytime my mum and dad were there, or my girlfriend or my pals, they, they always looked after them. Apart for the, what I'll tell you, apart for the cup final, so there was some sort of I can't remember. So I was on a walk for a family, nobody there. They didn't need to arrive to a second half, right? So I don't know if there was a blockage in the way, but some sort of traffic on the way for Coleraine to Belfast. But for some reason, so one of my, one of my pals, sorry, is, is put on a full strip, right? So it was, it was our home strip, because you obviously get special strips to the final, so I've given him a home strip, so he's got an Allen 23 in the back, right? Full, full Coleraine kit, no joke, right? But full <laughs> kit. Um, he's smaller than me as well, so this was thing there was like a tent on him. And uh, <laughs> I... But him and my other pal got two tickets, but the rest of them, they didn't get lost, but whether they, whether they went to another area to get two tickets because the line was too big, whatever they did, they walked into Linfield then, right, with my full Korean strip on. 
right? So like my two pals walk in, try to get seats, everyone's just staring at them like that. Basically, what the fuck are you staying in here? And my other pals, like, I've never felt so friend in my life. Like he was generally, like, I'm, I'm going to need to take a strip off and just sit in my boxers here because <laughs> I have no idea where I'm going to go. But I think originally I think they left and went back to it and found all stand. But I, they were nervous, man, and that that again, like even just things like that, like the final day and stuff, I will have me forever as well. So. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, here wouldn't it be lovely for Darvel to get to a final two? Although that's Incredible. a long, <laughs> that's a that's a long, long, long way down the road, you know. But um, it's 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 something that you can think about and, and dream about. Anyway, I mean, yeah. I, you said you you look at the the league and you still follow the league then from I do from, yes from across there, Jordan. Yes, I do. Yes. Um. Well, here, Johnny, we normally look at the teams or the, the fixtures coming up, um, Jordan, Johnny and I, so we will ha- we'll have a look at the fixtures coming up and try to predict the scores and what might happen. Um, I'm just waiting to see if I can get the fixtures. Johnny, if you the fixtures up there, here we go. Um, all right, well, we can, we can start this Saturday. Um, first game that's on here, Carrick Rangers. At home to Glenavon. Johnny, I'll start with you. Having watched Carrick Rangers last night, very, very hard team to play against. Hard team to watch, dare I say it as well. Um, and home to Glenavon, who had four 18-year-olds and two 16-year-olds in their bench last night. So that's a hard one to call, isn't it? Yeah, just for an update, we both had one correct score last week. So I had 3-0 infield and you had 2-1 Dungannon. So we're still level on scores. So we know, we know a wee bit about football. We know that, well, a wee bit. Not a lot, yeah. but a bit. In terms of the match, that's a tough one because obviously Carrick done really well last night in terms of being disciplined and not giving too much away. Whereas Glenavon had, I, I think, I think Glenavon have actually three or four back. I listened to Gary Hamilton's interview last night, so um, I'm going to go for a draw, and I'm going to go. I think Fitzy's suspended, which is a big blow for Carrick or a big blow for Glenavon. So I'm going to go for a one-all draw on that one. Um, Jordan, I'll ask you as well. You may <clears throat> you maybe know a little bit. Obviously, Carrick Rangers, Glenavon, two of the teams in the in the lower half of the of the table. Maybe inconsistent, both of them. I mean, how how do you see that going? So, so I don't look too stupid. I'm looking at the table here. Um, <laughs> looking at goal difference. Listen, whenever I played Carrick, I remember playing Carrick. Whenever we played Carrick, I remember going down there. Um, not an easy pitch to play. Who's it? Sorry, who's at home? Is it Glenavon at home? Uh, no, Carrick is at home. You're Carrick, right. Guys, so, so it's not an easy pitch to go to. But Glenavon, if it's still Gary Hamilton, which you've just said it is, then they're usually a well drilled side. So I'm going to go. <clears throat> we're going to go two one Glenavon. Very good. And your old your old mate Skinner, he's at Glenavon too. Is he? <laughs> he's still playing. Yeah. <laughs> Skinner, I thought he retired. All right, Skinner. Two one Glenavon. Skinner gets sent off. <laughs> 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 yeah, probably not far away from that. I'll, uh, I, again, it's hard to say. I think I'm just trying to think. Carrick Rangers. It's really hard to call because Glenavon are so inconsistent. Um, yeah. maybe not as good away from home as they are at home. I'm going to go Carrick Rangers to win that one. One nil, Johnny. One nil, Carrick. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Second game, Jordan. Uh, Cliftonville at home to Balamina United. Cliftonville, well, Cliftonville three 0 Cliftonville three 0 Yeah, all right. No messing, no messing about there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna go for a. I'm gonna go four 0 Cliftonville. I just think that they're scoring plenty of goals and die Balamina. Well, they kept the clean sheet there on Tuesday night, but. Cliftonville very good at home. I think they're the best home. Them and Club Crusaders are the two best home records in the league. So I'm going to go four 0 Cliftonville. Jordan went three 0 You went four 0 There's there's a pattern here, isn't there? Three 0 against the sheep. Yeah, uh, dare I say five 0 <laughs> Just dare. Just dare. Well, I was thinking five 0 just for the crack. Yeah. Um, Balamina. I mean, <laughs> not good, not good. And Cliftonville very, very, very good. I mean. Yeah, very good at home. So, uh, right, next one, Jordan, I'll start with you. Corian, <clears throat> excuse me, away to Dungannon, and that sees obviously Orn taking on Dean Shields, his brother in law. Dean is now the manager oh, yeah. of Dungannon, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yep, 
Yep, they know good guys. Well, played, but they know he came into Derry for a short spell as well. So, right. uh, obviously, I'm, I'm going to go with Corey on that one. I'll go again two 0 Okay, uh, I'll go. I'll go three 0 for Corey on that one, Johnny. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go three 0 as well. I mean, but I'm going to. I'm going to join you in that one, Damien. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> the last game on Saturday, Jordan, is ported down at home to Linfield. And obviously, there's a bit of a gap between the two teams. Do you see, do you give ported down any chance of causing an upset? Mm, as much as I would like to because they're a very weak sweat and there's been an upset already this week. Um, no, I don't. I, Linfield are strong, if you better remember. Um, so, yeah, I'll go, I'll go 3-0 Linfield. Right. I, again, I won't disagree. I'll go 2 0 for Linfield. They, they, they usually just get the job done, so I'll go 2 0 for yeah. Linfield. Yeah, I'll just go 4 0 Linfield because I fancy them and um, 2 0, 3 0 have been taken, so I'll go 4 0. Okay. Uh, the next game is on Sunday, a rare Sunday game in the Irish Premiership. Okay. Newry City at home to Larne. Jordan, um, you mentioned Larne earlier. You know enough about them to know that they're. Full time, <clears throat> a couple of the guys that you know play for Larne, yep. so you would expect them probably to to defeat Newry away. I do. I think um, if Chucky, sorry, and the called Chucky, if Chucky plays, then there's a good chance you'll they'll not really know what he's capable of. He's been excellent since a young boy, Chucky. So um, I think there's a good chance he'll he'll uh, he'll make an impact straight away. So I'll go for now, Larne. And what, what position does he play, Jordan? Centre forward, the striker. So, okay. yeah, he's 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 good, mate. He's very good. Um, played with Scotland at youth level and stuff like that. I played with him still in Albion. He took like, a bit of time off to go part-time, but he was still one of the highest paid in the league. Uh, he's deadly, mate. He's he's, um, he's deadly with the ball at his feet in terms of set plays and in terms of movement and stuff like that. He's just... He, he's not something the league's not seen. He's... He's he's probably similar to like David McDade in terms of not stature, but in terms of movement and, and on the ball and stuff like that. But he's just clinical. He's just he's just clinical. So um, good good, good yeah. signing for Larn. Yeah, very good. Mm, interesting. I don't know enough about him, obviously. So, um, Johnny Newry City home to Larn. Uh, tough pitch. Um, I'm going to go three one Larn. I'll go two 0 Larn. And then the final game of the, the weekend, Jordan, is Monday night. I think it's on Sky. Am I right, Johnny, to say that? Yep. Yeah, yeah. uh-huh. And it sees Glentorn at home to Crusaders, Jordan. So, fourth against sixth. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I'm going to have to go with Glentorn because I'm a pal plays with him. So, I'm not going to yes. go against him. But, um, yeah, I'll, still, I'll still, say... still good mates, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw in a group chat. Um, it's, a group chat's been on for, like you said, seven odd years. So oh, yeah. it's it's exceptional. But no, I'll, I'll go with Paddy in that one. I'll go with Glen Torren 2 1. Uh, Crusaders, good at home and, and maybe not quite so good away from home. Glen Torren, obviously, Rodney McRae just come in. Um, I've seen that, aye. Yeah. Would you, would you have known Rodney your time here? Aye. So. No, Rodney was just before us, but I'm sure did Rodney not go to a different team in the league? We, I'm sure we yeah. played against one of Rodney's teams. Who was it? Dung, was it Dungannon he went to at some yeah, point? Yeah, he was, was Dungannon. Yeah, for a lot so of years. I think I think it. I think we might have played against Rodney at the time. I remember having a conversation with him after one of the games down there. Um, I remember the pitch being really tight, the kind of wall around it as well. So, right. um, I look, listen. It's as I said, Mick McDermott. I remember what Paddy told me done a good job there, but obviously they're toiling a wee bit just now, sitting sick. Yeah. Feet. In full time, so <clears throat> yeah, um, I'll have to go for Glen Torn. Uh, Rodney's come in to, I think it's back to back wins, and they obviously scored six on Tuesday night against Dungannon. <clears throat> Excuse me, so I'm going to say 2 1 to Glen Torn. Yep, I'm going to go for a one all draw. I think Cruz had a good result the way they learn and, and beat Lamphill, so I'm going to go for a one all draw. Very good, uh, and that wraps up the weekend's games. Jordan, I'm just like when you're talking about um, the wee guy at Larne has moved from Scotland and, and a few other Scottish players have moved to the Irish League. Yeah. I'm just thinking, would there be any 
time in the future you would think about a return to the Irish League yourself, or are you happy where you are? I said, I, I love Darbo, it would be difficult for me just now because I said my daughter's just turned one, so um, we'll set up here. Remy will be Remy will be going to nursery soon. Um, Caitlin's got a good job, and and I've I've got my business here, so mm-hmm. I, mean, I can I can run my business remotely, and and we've got people working in the office for us and stuff like that. Um, would I love to come back? Absolutely. Um, I would love to to come and play again because it's such a it's such a televised league. It's such a it's a league that's under the scope of the time. It's obviously the highest level you can play in the country at that at that point. So listen, it was it was a it was a major honour for me to play there, and, and I would love <clears> to come back. But I would need to be a couple of years down the line when when Remy's set to to maybe go somewhere. Or like I remember, I seem to remember a boy who played with Ballon Mina, was Scottish. Um, oh, what's his name again? Because he was from now. Oh, Alan, Alan, Jen- Alan Jenkins. Jenks, yeah, Jenks. So, but, but Jenks would just travel over. Wouldn't train, would just travel over for games, would train himself over here. So if that's an option for me, then that's something I would probably look, <laughs> look at. I understand teams are full-time, so that's probably not going to be an option. But if I could travel over for games and come back and just, just train here, then that would probably be it was something I would look at. But as I said, um, I, I, would, I would love to come back. It's just probably not the right thing just now. Yeah, I say the bigger picture there, isn't there? You, you know, your work, your family life, and yeah. all that. And as you say, given what you said about Darville, um, the fact the owner has maybe a little bit of money there, you're an ambitious club, perhaps. Yeah, you know, you're in a good club, you're in a good place, and if you keep winning, you may get up them leagues. And I suppose the ultimate ambition from Darville's point of view is to, at some point down the line in the future is to try to compete and break into the top league, the Premiership in Scotland. Yeah, agreed, yeah. There'll, there'll be a plan for that. Um, I think I don't know whether it's a five-year or ten-year plan to get into that point. As we won the league last year. Um, we had a few injury issues in the playoffs and, and, and ultimately get beat in the playoffs, which was a major, it was another upset. But we're going to try to do the same again this year, hopefully, and then the Lowland League and then into the League Twos and League League Ones. But we've tested ourselves against League Two and League One teams and we've beat them every time, so... Uh, we'll just beat a Premiership team. They're not saying we're going to beat every Premiership team, but at the same time, you know you can compete at good levels. So um, I think that is the plan for the team. Whether I see that full journey out or not, we'll be up to my personal fitness and, and obviously my relationship with Mick. So at some point, business will take over that um, and we'll need to decide. But right now, we're happy with the way it's going and I, I don't see it changing in the near future. Yeah, I mean, hopefully for you, it's a five-year plan, given your age there, Jordan. You know, it's not a <laughs> ten-year plan. But, oh, um, I mean... On a personal level, you just—I'm sure you must dream when you're playing for Darvel and given the ambitions with the club, as Johnny mentioned earlier. You know, maybe stepping out in a in a league on a on a, be- a regular basis, playing at Parkhead or Ibrox, and, and just those yeah, kind of games. That that's the ultimate, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. We played Rangers at Ibrox just in the Scottish Cup two years ago um, in the January, and and stepping at Ibrox, fifty-five thousand people there was like nothing I've ever done before, and. Again, that'll live with me forever as well. And imagine obviously playing at Aberdeen at home and that that's the biggest amount of people I've ever been to a level game, which is which is great, but you're four thousand to fifty five, do you know what I mean? It's substantial. But the reality is that it doesn't compare because you kinda of hear anything like it's just just the sound and the crowd and ah, it's, it's it's a different it's just it's hard really hard to explain that and it's something that I would look that I would hope everyone could experience at one point, but whether I'm the double at that point in time and I'm low, then then I'll always be a double fan like I'm still a Korean fan. Do you know what I mean? Like like I'm still a Derry fan to an extent as well when I see that I just want all my previous teams to do well because I've still got relationships with people in those teams. So very good. And <clears throat> Johnny, we'll have to we'll have to get it arranged and, and get Jordan over for, for a Korean match sometime. Maybe the League Cup final or something. Yeah. I'd love to do that. I'd absolutely love to do that. I'd love to come over and, and do that for you. That'd be great. No, the, to be fair, all the previous Guys that have played for Korean, regardless of what era it was, have always been treated really well and they've come back. So yeah, be a good day. Be good to see you. Hey, be weird seeing a left be weird seeing you as a left back right now, Brent. <sighs> tell me about it and all listen it's, I'm actually a good left back compared to us. A striker I just used to run into people and fill them. So um <laughs> no, as I say it's it's different for me, but um I'd love to come back, I'd love to come over and, and see how the, the troops and see how see how oh. things are progressing and well, we, we must we'll say to Clement and, and Frankie Moffat they, the, the club does this thing now where they bring over old players and they invite them to games and they bring them as a special guests so that's something maybe that we can look at in the future Jordan absolutely be great to, no, be listen, great to, yeah, absolutely. 
if you, be great to have you. If, if you draw Rangers in the in the Scottish Cup, I'll just take a VIP. It'll be all right. Like I'm not, I'll not look for too much. I'll not look for. Listen, much. if we draw Rangers in the Scottish Cup at home, just give me a shout and we'll sort something out. Very good. And then that applies for Celtic too, does it, Johnny? Oh, no, I'm I'm busy that weekend. I'm busy. That weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I but you would like to go because Darvel could beat them and then you would have well, a, um, you could celebrate with Darvel. But here, one, one, one. Uh, listen, Jordan, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, to, to speak to you. And I'm, I'm thankful for you taking your time out, as I said, half-jokingly at the start, you know, all your celebrations and your media commitments, and it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I know you have your, your business to look after as well. But congratulations both to yourself and to Darvel. It's one of those great footballing stories, and it's captured the imagination of, of everybody. And, and we're just delighted to be able to have you on the podcast. No, listen, I appreciate it coming on. It's always good to speak to people you've you've had before in previous clubs and stuff like that. And as I said, I'm still I'm still a Korean fan as much as I was when I was there. So I always like to see them do well. The club was, has great people in it, not just for the players, to the staff, to the backroom staff, to the fans, to the other people that work there. So anything yeah. I can ever do to help is, 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 is no problem at all. Yeah, well, good luck at Darville this weekend. And uh, sure, Johnny and I will be over for the next uh, big cup. <laughs> <you might have. laughs> no problem we'll, at all. We'll, we'll, get the boss, we'll get the boss booked now. <laughs> No, amazing. Listen, as I said, I'd love to come back over. So if that's on at any time, just let me know and, and we'll get something sorted. I'll do. We'll leave that in Johnny's capable hands. But here, Jordan, thank you very much for coming on. Johnny, as ever, thank you. Uh, best of luck to both Darville and Corian this weekend. Uh, and we'll speak to you all again next week. Thanks, for now, thanks very bye much. Bye. Cheers.